for joining us at Sportsbet. This is episode nine of the Inters as we podcast our way towards ID 18. Uh, this is Rod Basto, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce members of the Sportsbet Trots team. I, I'd say I'd, li- I'd liken him to Gamalite because he hasn't missed an episode. Week in, week out, he just keeps buttering up the, the Gamalite of the team, Andrew DiOrio. G'day, Rocket. Uh, yeah, Tiger Tara last week, Gamalite this week. Um, very good of you. <laughs> and uh, what should we refer to Matt Peden as? The outserve the um, Vance a lot? No, I think he's, he's, he's a charmer with the ladies, uh, isn't he? You yeah. can picture him on a, on a horse in shining armour. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe a bit of a sit sprint. It likes to just, you know, cruise out the back. and Like to do nothing and then run. appear when yeah, it counts. Exactly. What about village kid boxed away on the rail? He's still trying to get out. Plenty of behind pace and nowhere race. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> hey, Matt. G'day, mate. Hey, guys. Well, this is it. Finally, we're here. The the Inters series ID eighteen is about to commence. Yeah, it's been a uh, been a long time in the making, hasn't it? It certainly has. Yeah, it's changed along the way, but yeah. um, it's it's taking shape. It has. So um, we're over the talking about ra- ra- rankings, aren't we? It's uh, yeah, it's all they, about they, talking they, the they mean and, nothing now. Exactly. They're as volatile as a set of my prices. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, of course, there's. Uh, Saturday night at Melton, uh, followed up by Tuesday night at, at Ballarat. Ballarat. That's yes. correct. The following Saturday night, Cranbourne. Yes. And then a week to prepare for the final. And uh, we're back at Melton on that night, the 15th of December, the Saturday night. It's be... all over and done pretty quick, isn't it? Well, let's let's look at night one. Uh, nine races on the card at Melton, and I understand we're going to go through each of them one at a time. Uh, not only the... Inters heats, but uh, the support, uh, the support card, yeah. Yeah, it's um, nine races. It's it's not the support card's not all that flash, but it gives us uh, you know a few few other betting opportunities. So um, we'll, we'll run through them as well as the, the, the heats. But um, well, what's going to happen in the first? Get us off to a good start. Yeah. So first race, um, this is a, a heat and final race. So the heats were run at Shepparton and at Geelong. Uh, quite. Um, Quite clearly, I think the heats at Shepparton were far superior um, in terms of uh, strength, and we've got uh, higher than an eagle at a dollar seventy and bonus paid two eighty. Um, they both came out of the dollar uh, sixty. I think Matt's just showing me now of the uh, the mobile. Um, <laughs> so look, it it looks a, a situation. The speed map is higher than an eagle. Um, should press forward and get the front. Um, in, in its heat, Maestro Bellini, who's an emergency and drawn inside of it, so providing it doesn't get a run, um, actually held it out and uh, they ran along uh, at a decent speed and higher than an eagle um, was run over by bonus play. Uh, this week it looks like uh, higher than an eagle should find the front, so bonus play probably won't have, the, I guess, the, the luxury of the, the, the tempo being as quick. Uh, but he is a very nice horse bonus play and should give higher than an eagle something to catch. Any thoughts on that one, Matt? Not really. Listen, uh, the putters at home, take the dollar sixty. It's well, just I, I think the word of warning is number three, Maestro Bellini is an emergency. Just um, take note of whether it gets a run or not. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'd be surprised if he employed the same tactics, Rodney Petroff, as as he did last start, because Maestro Bellini was beaten a fair way trying to hold out higher than an eagle. So even if he does get a start, 
he may err on the side of caution. And sit on higher than an eagle, which which would give him a, a chance of uh, winning the race. Uh, yeah, and, mm. and definite place chance if he does get a yep. start. Um, but, yeah, that emergency may change a little bit, but um, higher than an eagle looks looks you know, likely to start favourite. Okay, this, the second event, uh, we've got a trot here. And uh, $1.70 favourite at, at this early stage, Aleppo Murphy, uh, clear of uh, shared interest, Conan Bridge. Yeah, Aleppo Murphy's run last start was huge. Um, it actually um, galloped away in the score up and uh, probably gave him, what, 30 metres? Oh, it was enormous, the run. Yeah, and um, once it tacked on, Alford um, then came three, it's run three and four wide, you know, from the 400 and hit the line strongly to, to finish second. And, um, yeah, it was a real eye-catcher. Obviously, you know, it can do things wrong, as evidenced by last week, but ability-wise it looks to have um, this slot covered. Uh, so the $1.70 is not without some risk. Um, you know, you, you may get a little bit better on the night just because of that element of, you know, it's a, it's a trot race and it can do things wrong. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for mine it does look the – it wouldn't have been out of place maybe in some of the Inter-Dominion, you know, heats. Okay. In, in I, I, I've got a little bit of a liking for Conan Bridge. It's just unfortunate drawn awkwardly inside second row. Yeah, that's the only – that's the shame with him. He's following out a slow beginner and it's not dark yet. Mm. Um, but going, putting a line through through the two of the um, two of the New South Wales visitors, both of them have been competing, Mighty Sunny and Sunset, mm. two that I speak of. They've both been competing in – in decent class trot races on a Saturday night at Menangle, um, they're going to go around at double figure odds. And given the the gate speed or lack of gate speed of the one, yep. you'd imagine that one of those would land on the speed more, more than likely Mighty Sunny. And, you yep. know, at $34 and, and near enough to $5 a drum, I, I reckon that's a great play given the likely, given the chance mm. that the favourite may not score up. Yep, that's that's right. I mean, it's not dark yet, doesn't have uh, any gate speed really. So if Mighty Sunny does get a run, you know, it is likely to find the pegs and, and you know give them something to catch. Um, taking out Mighty Sunny if it does come out um, because it's emergency. This the gate speed looks to come from uh, the middle with Rose Hill Magic and Wyambro Wasted. I thought the six could get across uh, Wyambro Wasted, uh, and it's not without a chance. I think he's around the the eight or nine dollar mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his his chances would be enhanced if. Um, if Mighty Sunny came out, which it's obviously emergency. There's a bit of value around, isn't there? There is. Okay, the third. Um, now, this is the first of the Inter-Dominion heats, uh, the first of the trotters. This is what we've all come for, Rocket. Okay, now, you, you, you could. why don't you lead us off with this one, Matt? Well, you know, two's on Tornado Valley in a heat. You'd imagine he's going to work straight at the top. Um, I think the main... You know, the main question is going to be what lands his back. Um, Seems a good price to me, really. Well, it does, doesn't it? Multi-anchor. The only thing is that how long will it take for Tornado Valley to get the front because... Well, does it matter and does, does it, matter? it matter even yeah. if he gets to the front? Yeah, he, he will. He can get, sit outside the leader and still win, can't he? He, he can. Um, it's just, I guess, if it was, you know, he, if he was straight to the front within 200 metres, his price would probably be a lot shorter. The fact that you're getting a dollar fifty or thereabouts is probably because Sky Petite's inside of it, who's got gate speed. Wilma's mate from the pole. I've, I've discussed this with Matt around its gate no, speed. No, no, it wasn't a discussion. I dictated to you that you <laughs> couldn't hold the trail. Yeah, Matt, Matt's... Really? Said, I'm, yeah. I certainly can't. So you seem to think that it actually begins better when it's drawn middle. Yeah, I... I, I 
I've taken a, a theory with her that she sort of accelerates better drawn wide where she can get across the field. Okay. So, yeah, that, that sort of then changes a little bit because I, I thought looking mm. at Wilma's mate's past few runs, I, I don't know her that well. Obviously she came here and won the Victoria yeah. Derby, but that's going back two or three years now. Um, yeah. We haven't seen the best of her since she won the jewels at Ashburton nearly 18 months ago. Yeah. And look, she her her runs over in New Zealand. She's been breaking in in stand stars. To me, she doesn't look like she's racing that well. But I do wonder if Paul Paul Nans decided to send her to Australia to try and avoid those better horses in Auckland over the over the uh, throughout December. Yeah, and and to me that makes sense. Um, the the Auckland uh, the Auckland Cup or the New Zealand whatever they call the trotting feature over there. The well, national trot. It's a really, really good field. It, it is a strong, so. yeah. So coming here avoids a few of the stars over there. Okay, so that's uh, the first heat with Tornado Valley, who currently heads the market on betting for the final at $2.50. Uh, the second heat of the trotters is race number four. Speeding Spur is uh, a very short price favourite, and, of course, it's the other one in uh, the early markets for the final, uh, well in contention at three eighty. But uh, no three eighty here, Matt. Nah, none of that here. Um, we've we've been keen on him the whole way through. He's um, he's obviously been one of the better ones in Australasia for the last sort of four or five years, and that's probably it's probably been even longer than that. Um, he's a great stayer. He's a tough horse. He'll work to the front, and um, you know it, it looks the the chances of the op- the opposition look pretty forlorn for mine. Look, he's he's a dollar twenty five or thereabouts, and it, it's hard to make a case for him to get beat because he is a quick beginner drawn to. Um, the only thing you have said before is that you don't actually think he's best when leading. Is that? I've gone through a couple of his runs from, from sort of the past 18 months or so and I think some of his better efforts have been where, where Josh Dickens can sit him in and and sort of follow. Um, in saying that, I think he's he's got enough class on this field that he'll be able to sit in front and control, dictate and and when is he like? So I guess um, from a you know how, how to play this race if you if you're having a bet if dollar twenty twenty five short the our twenty ten likely behind it and Romper's Monarchy's form in New South Wales it, it's actually a, a horse that has a decent sprint they can they can hold on for a place yeah she she does um, she probably lacks a bit of high speed for a trotter but she can she um, she'll hold she'll hold her speed for a good genuine. Um, for a good genuine run, and if she can sort of sit three fence and and um, speeding spur kicks away at, at sort of the three hundred, the four hundred, then it's hard to see her missing a place. And I think you can get about four dollars for her for, out there to it. Yep. The other one we haven't talked about is is Mary Law, and we'll have Jody Jamison on the show, and we'll, we'll ask him. I'm not sure he'd know too much, but um, I did like its form. It's it's start before it. Um, it was probably six six weeks since its last run, and it, it wasn't that good. But it has since trialed at Shepparton, and um, it looked good at the trials. So maybe um, it's on its way back. Mm. Okay. Well, should we break at this point uh, for our inter interview? Inter. And whereas generally we've uh, we've gone interstate. Uh, we could go international <laughs> and and, uh, and and head uh, to Canada because Jody uh, hasn't left yet. He's he's still in his homeland and uh, and ask him. And then of course the following race uh, we're about to look at is the uh, the first of the paces 
uh, Inter Dominions and um, uh, Heats and Yaya's Hotspot. Jody will be driving in that. So uh, let's let's give Jody a try. Thanks very much for joining us. It's um, it was great to hear the news that you're coming to Australia to compete in the Inter Dominion series. Uh, have you had much, if any, experience about the Inter Dominion uh, previously? Because you have have visited the country previously and and driven here with success. Um, yeah. Well, if you guys remember, um, you know, I think it was a long way from uh, coming to fruition, but back when. Uh, the Auckland reactor was, uh, I believe, um, somebody was suspended, either Mark or Tony, uh, that was supposed to drive him in the Inter-Dominion one year, and I think it ended up being Gavin Lang, maybe. Right. So, does that make sense? Yes. Gold Coast. And uh, yep. so as I recall, I, I had a, one of our main owners up here in Canada. Uh, as you know, he, he was syndicated up here in Canada, uh, or some partners from up here fought in on him at least. And they thought they called me up and they said, you know, would you be interested in a moment's notice flying down there and driving them? And I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, absolutely. Um, knowing full well that was a long shot, like to get the drive to start with, let alone going down there and driving in the in the Inner Dominion, um, you know, without any prior experience in Australasia. Um, I knew it would be a bit of a long shot, but I was up to the challenge. As you know, it didn't pan out, but. Um, uh, for me anyway, I, um, I, I did get to, uh, experience, you know, through the owners, uh, the inner dominion. And then I followed it, you know, with my buddy, Chris Alford, who, uh, who won it with Lenny the shark. And I got to know it really good, the inner dominion since 2015 and been following it fairly close ever since. Uh, and you're a winner of two world driving championships. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's right. That's and, correct. Yeah, I've represented Canada uh, five times and uh, won twice, yeah. And and you did represent Canada here in Australia, didn't you? That's correct, yeah. Uh, that's Look, I'll pass you over to uh, to the boys. Matt's going to uh, lead off the questioning. And uh, as I say, we're, we're really excited that you're coming here. A couple of drives uh, should be terrific. One, one a pace at one a trotter. Yeah, g'day, mate. How'd How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good, good. How um how do you find it switching from from sort of the bigger track? You know, only one lap when you go around Mohawk compared to coming over here, and you sort of go you go around two or three times. Does it does it get confusing? Uh, not at all, not at all. I mean, uh, I can't imagine the fact that uh, that it'd be confusing. I think that um, you know I've raced on smaller tracks most of my life, um, been the leading driver uh, on the half mile tracks where we go two laps. You know, we go a mile. Generally speaking, in Ontario uh, or in Canada, North America, for that matter, we're racing one mile or not much more than one mile. So if that's what you mean, I guess, uh, I suppose if we're going three, four laps of a half-mile track, that might be confusing. But, um, you know, I've raced on uh, five-eighth-mile tracks. Um, I forget what the meters you guys call them down there, but, um, you know, the the medium-sized tracks. Like, I think Melbourne is a five-eighth-mile track. And uh, Menangle's obviously a bigger track, so I've raced at both those tracks. And I don't have any issue. What What do you find the difference mainly between the way we race down here compared to how they race in North America? The biggest difference is, uh, you know, in North America we're going, where we leave the gate and generally we're going 100 miles an hour the whole way. Uh, sometimes there's some breathers involved where the pace is slowed or the trot is slowed. 
But uh, I found that when I was in Australia, a lot of the, uh, especially in Victoria, actually, when we were racing against the guys in the, in the World Driving Championship, there was people from all from every different country, and it seemed like whoever was on the lead, whatever country was on the lead, kind of dictated their country's uh, style. And I just found that when I raced in Victoria, um, I found that, uh, you know, the pace really, and even in anywhere in New South Wales, and we raced there as well, but um, the pace really slowed once everybody kind of settled in. Um, I, I think there's some, maybe some rules against, uh, you know, challenging too hard and, and whatever, but those are kind of things we don't really have in North America. It's kind of uh, balls to the wall, if you will, and, and uh, every man for themselves and, you know, you, you do you are sacrificing yourself sometimes, and I think there are some rules against that in, in Australian racing. That if you did sacrifice yourself, uh, you know, in a in a way that was detrimental, obviously to yourself, that you know you could be suspended or whatever for that. But um, the biggest difference to me was just the pace. Like I was, I don't know, sorry, that's long-winded, but it's uh, it's the pace of the race. Usually, uh, the pace of the races in at least the ones I've been in in Australia have been uh, you know smoke off the gate real hard and then kind of settle for away and then sprint home. Now, going back to uh, 2015, you, of course, came here, uh, came to Sydney for the World Drivers' Championship, but you also uh, came to uh, drive at Melton, and um, it was on uh, Great Southern Star Night, one of our big trotting races, and you um, you actually finished second. Uh, do you remember the race, and do you remember the horse? Yeah, I'm surpri- you sound surprised about that. Yeah, it was Vincent <laughs> in, the, uh, yep. in the Great Southern... <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't have it doesn't have a big history. Uh, the Great Southern Star, and um, I think it would have been one of the first editions of the race. So um, even for us, we we sort of, I mean, we had to look it up, and I was surprised that Vincent actually did run second uh, in the final. He, he, I guess he's not considered a a real you know big name in trotting here, but um, you did well. It was eighty to one that night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he 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 uh, raced in his elimination really well. I, I got a really good trip in his OM, and in the final, um, he just overcame. He just overcame a lot. I just I was surprised. I think I came from third or fourth over cover, uh, which I guess is you know third on the outside. I think I was most most of the way, and he sprinted to the wire and um, and got up for second in a in a really rich purse. So uh, you know, it made the owners happy that day, and it definitely made me happy. I was real excited to to do some good with a, in a big race, uh, you know, it, when people, um, you know, they tap you on the shoulder to drive in a big race, even if it's not money, a uh, big money race. And it's just a, a world driving championship race. Say, you know, you want to do good for them, but when there's a lot of money on the line for the owner and the, and the, and the connections, it makes it that much better for me. Um, I feel like I'm more dialed in and, um, you know, I think my, my skills kind of, kind of better when, or more when, uh, when there's more at stake. Now, you've actually been uh, tapped on the shoulder again, and, and this time um, a horse, a trotter by the name of Mary Law, which uh, probably is uh, considered a, a far better uh, chance of, of winning a, a Group 1 race here, uh, the Trotters into Dominion. He's third or fourth in in our betting uh, at the e- moment. E- equal third pick at $10. At $10. So to you, win the final. You're mm. driving a, a really good uh, trotter in Mary Law. Do you know much about it? I don't know a lot. Um, I know that, uh, I know Gavin's been driving him. Um, and, uh, you know, if Gavin's been on the horse, it's obviously a good horse. Uh, Gavin's always been, uh, associated with top horses. And, um, the only thing that kind of scares me is that Gavin has his own horse in there that he trains, or yep. I believe it has some sport. So yeah, I think he trains it. That's right. So, um, 
you know, obviously he's got a pretty damn good horse too. So I think, uh, you know, obviously I've been a chance to drive a really good horse and I'm really excited about it. And the best part about it really is for me is that I'm on the gate. Um, I think the six, I think he drew six and, uh, he's on the gate. I haven't done a lot of research on him just yet, but I I do plan to watch some replays just to see the form. And, and, uh, obviously there's not much sense talking to Gavin about it because we're, I think we're in competition. (laughs) Well, well, I I can feel you. um, I can feel you. But I mean, I'll be able to draw, I'll be able to do some stuff. I talked to a couple of people actually already. And, uh, and, uh, they've said that it's a real good horse and, and, uh, goes real well. So, you know, those are all positive things. Yeah, just, just filling you in a little bit. He, he's um, he's been a good trotter right through. Um, you know, when he started racing, I think I think maybe at the age of three. Um, he's always been at the top of his age group, so he's now progressed to open uh, trotting grade, and um, you know, it's about him taking the next step now. But he's he's always promised to to sort of be at this level. So uh, we're we're interested to see how you know if he does. Uh, I guess. Uh, you know, find find the find that this level's his right grade now. So, yeah, no one's more excited than me to to give it a, give him a shot at the open level too. Yep. Now the other horse you've uh, you've picked up, I'm not sure if uh, if you know, is a, is a pacer called Yaya's Hotspot. I think you've uh, you've drawn barrier uh, yeah. ten off the second row. It's it's one of our long shots here, but um, you've picked up a, a second row, which uh, you know, in, in an inter dominion, which uh, you must be pleased with. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's the Tritton burn and, uh, they're no joke, uh, for sure. Uh, I got, I got to meet Shane Lauren in, uh, New South Wales, uh, right at Benangle there. Uh, they became fast friends with Tim Tietrich and, um, I was kind of tagging along with Tim and Ashley there when we were down there. So, um, we, uh, got to know them a little bit, uh, saw them again this summer and it was just by chance. I think that they must've drawn in together. I haven't noticed, but uh, that Lauren and I think they have other another driver, but usually, but you know, uh, to have the chance on yeah, yeah, is uh, pretty pretty good, uh, pretty good company for me. And I'm like I said, you have to be in it. Everybody knows you have to be in it to win it. Uh, maybe I can create a little diff, little uh, magic, just like Vincent a couple few years ago. So uh, you know, that's all we can hope for going forward. Yep. Well, sure. Jody Rod again, and with Yaya's hot spot, it, it is only night one of uh, three nights of heats, and uh, Yaya's hot spot is uh, a very quick beginner off the gate. So hopefully, the draw will be a little kinder to you as the series progresses. Yeah, and that's the hope. I mean, I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't know if I'll be the driver forward, but I mean, for the first week at least, for the first night, I should say week. I guess up here it's weeks, but there it's just days between starts. Um, yeah. And hoping for just a good start and a good result. Maybe uh, I'll stay on. And Jody, you're not just here for the uh, the Inter Dominion. You're actually um, doing some stuff off track as well. Or that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm doing a speaking engagement with the with the uh, Harness Conference there on Friday, uh, the night before the Inter Dominion. <clears throat> um, really excited about that. That was my whole real purpose about going down there originally and uh so i decided to stay on and uh, see what would happen with the series the inner dominion series and um so bringing my family down and uh, hoping to have a have a great uh, sort of working family vacation well, that's fantastic jody we're really looking uh, forward to having you and the family here in in melbourne and uh, we're we're all excited about the inter dominion coming back to victoria and uh 2008 i think was the last yeah. time we hosted it here so uh, good times ahead and uh it's been a big build-up we're finally almost there and uh good luck with your participation in the series well i appreciate it guys and uh thanks for uh, doing what you guys are doing and talking harness racing all over the place there and uh 
Can't wait. Uh, and, th- and thanks for having me on, too, by the way. Can't wait to get there. Oh, Jeez. we pleased to talk to you. Thanks, thanks Jody. Jody. See you, Jody. Thank you. Right on, guys. Thanks. Wow, Jody Jamison, that was terrific, wasn't it? Um, we, that leads us into we'll have to have some sort of Jody Jamison special, I guess, a little bit later, a little bit later on. But that leads us ideally into the first of the Paces heats, race number five at Melton on Saturday night, and this is the heat which has a few live chances: uh, Tiger Tara, uh, Rapper's Delight, My Alpha Rock. Uh, there's a bit of battle for, for favouritism there at the moment, Matt. Yeah, and it's an interesting one because there's there's been talk in the past sort of 24 hours that the the pole horse My Alpha Rock, who um who's been a revelation since joining Shane Tritton midway, I think it was midway through 2017. Um, the, the talk that it might hold the front. So obviously with main chances in Rapper's Delight, Tiger Tara drawn to his outside, um, him holding the front would, would sort of, it changes the speed map and changes the way, the way the race is going to be run. And, you know, the favoritism, will it stay with Tiger Tara come race day? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, when we when we spoke with Shane, um, going back a few weeks regarding Alpha Rock, I think he always told us he, he thought Alpha Rock's quite a strong stayer, and um, he gets his chance to lead here. So I don't think it will hand up. Um, so from from the one position, um, uh, it, it's definitely a winning chance. So uh, under that scenario, could Rapper's Delight sneak in on its back uh, ahead of Burn a Hole in My Pocket? I think there's a chance of it. I think there's a chance of it, but the key to that is going to be the fact is going to be whether or not Todd really runs the gate from out wide. Um, so, so if it's already determined that he is the expected leader, unlikely to create that gap on his back. Yeah. The, the other um, thing that hasn't really been discussed is, is Spankham in five has really good gate speed. Now, um, I don't think they will light it up, but, you, you know, you never know because he is quite a quick beginner. It's well. not usually the Purden way in the early heats, is it? I think you'd be silly to think that that, that Nat would um, would want to really bust him, mm. you know, first heat, given he's probably just travelled over. He's raced through the cup week over there. Yeah. I'd, I'd expect him work, to work his way into the series as as Lazarus and Smolder have done the last two years. Yes. And, and the other big player, well, there's a couple from the second row. Um, I'm Pat's Delight, so... It's it's a nice spot there, uh, just behind drawn behind Rapper's Delight. It'll appreciate any early burn because it's it, it's, it's a very good um, sit sprinter, but it can also do work. It's not just a tell you what, sprinter. it's a good price for a good horse. It's yeah. racing very well. I mean, yeah. you'd know that from uh, your study of the New Zealand racing. He um, he's a he's a terrific follower of speed. He's got a lot of class about him, um, and I think it suits Gavin Lang's style. You know, just to drive a bit quietly. You know, any any speed on early will help. Um, and, yeah, he, he's definitely um, up them uh, in terms of ability. Crean mm. knows how to train one for a good race, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. There are plenty of good horses over the time. Uh, the second pace is heat is race number six, and uh, in this we've got Franco Nelson, the early favourite, but it's it's been a constant drifter since these barrier draws were first conducted and, and we posted that very first market on the race. $2.80 currently. San Carlo drawn second row, four sixty. Shadow Sacks. And Mark Doro in one, both at $6. Look, it might not have the class of, of some of its rivals, Mark Doro, but it, it's got the draw. that It's got brilliant gate speed and mm. it's got the draw. It can take a sit on, on I'd imagine, um, Franco Nelson would be the first there. Um, you can't imagine they'd go nuts in a heat. If he's sitting leaders back, $6, 
you know, dollar fifty, dollar sixty the place come jump time, he's very backable. Mm. Yeah, it's it's about lining up the New South Wales form here with the Victorian form. I'm I'm a believer the Victorian form of San Carlo and Shadow Sacks um, is as good as anything, um, and I'm happy to um, to stick with the Victorians, um, even though they're drawn the second row. Does that line through the form not? Is that not negated by uh, gates ten and uh, gates ten and twelve? I, I think uh, I th- yeah ten and twelve is not ideal, but I think they can overcome that. They're, if if Franco Nelson does get the front, which which I expect Macdora to hand up, um, there's no actual. I think the death seat will be there if if Rebecca Bartley comes around. Um, you know, say Galactic Star gets there early. I think it'll ease for cover. Um, Chris Alford might not even be waiting. He might go before. Her. Um, so they they may get round pretty easily, and and from there they won't they won't be too far away. And this is the heat in which Elmer's image commences its. ID 18 campaign. Yeah, the, the horse that you've all been bagging me about for the last Drawn nine three. episodes. Drawn three. 60 to 1 into, in the 9 to 1. Yeah, well, obviously the tab didn't have uh, too many Elmer's Image fans there because that, they put up 60, so it's not obviously uh, not going to start that price. No, he's a good horse. He, um, he won well first up and follow him. And the final heat for the Pacers on night one is uh, race number seven. And in this one, we've got a very short price favourite. Number four, Cruz Bromac, currently $1.30. The only uh, dangers are considered to be cash and flow drawn one and let it ride drawn eight at $6 and $6.50 respectively. We saw how good his gate speed was last start when he won the free-for-all at Addington on show day. He'll he'll work to the front. Um, And good night, nurse, I think. It's hard to see any other scenario here. Um, Cruz Bromac can sometimes be a bit iffy from the gate. Sometimes he's not all that well away. But um, he's yeah, you're right. His last start, um, you know, in the New Zealand on New Zealand Show Day, he went straight to the front. And I don't see cash and flow. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed with his last few. He hasn't been finishing off his races that well for mine. Um, but he gets every chance to run the Quinella or, or at least run third and let it ride from um, three back the pegs. There's, there's, not, uh, there's probably not a quicker horse, you know, over, say, 100 metres and let it ride. So he'll be sweating on that inside run. But once he gets it, I think uh, he's a good place bet as well. Okay. Uh, two races to go at the end of the ID18 heats on night one and uh, the first of those, race number eight, is uh, a special... Uh, looks like a, uh, a short trip, is it? This one for, it's for the uh, the open class horses that aren't competing in in the inters, and um, uh, looks like ample power. Who? Wow! What a win in the Geelong. Uh, Geelong. Oh, she, she ran second. Uh, was, what a yeah. uh, second in the Geelong Cup, and what a win by that winner though. That's what I wanted to yeah, Buster Brady. mention. Buster yep. Brady, how good did it go? Yeah, no, it was very impressive. But, on, but uh, ample power, like uh, its run. Although it was a pegs run, its run was terrific. It, it took that next step, and so it's the early favourite in this at two dollars eighty. But drawn awkwardly in eight, and we've got ego down and repeat after me next in the market. A lot depends on um, the speed map. So Vinny Chase in one has the speed to lead. And I think, I mean, Ample Power is favourite because a lot of people think Vinny Chase will hold up and Ample Power will get its chance via the sprint lane. Uh, if that scenario eventuates, then it will take beating. Um, there's a couple of handy types from uh, Sydney that uh, are drawn wide in repeat after me and Ego Dan. Ego Dan actually contested the, the WA Inters um, last year 
and ran, I think it ran second in one of the heats, maybe behind Chicago Bull. So class-wise, back to an M1, M2, he, he looks well-graded. Um, he probably does race his best races on the speed, though. Uh, Matt, you'd know He's more. a tough horse. Yeah. Um, I'd say, though, uh, I think Anthony will probably push the button at the start and slide forward. And with, with repeat after me. Yeah. Yep. And replaced I Jordan 9, one off the peg, second row. Chance? Yeah, Craig Cross took over him. I, I reckon he's had him for about six or seven months. Um, he turned up at, I think Glenn Wilmot got him at some point. He was a CO. And in with a space of about six, seven, eight months, he's gone from a CO to a gen- genuine metropolitan class horse. So he's still on the up. But he has he has raced. He, I think he, he raced in Queensland quite well over the winter carnival, and, and also he took him down to Victoria maybe about four weeks ago. He came down for the Hunter Cup. Yeah, Vic Cup. if you remember that first race on uh, Vic Cup night, they they ran one fifty four. That race it was that the speed was on right from the start. Was um, it the race Cash and Flow one? Uh, I think the Tasmanian horse uh, name escapes me. Um, what's his name? Yeah, which uh, Star Chamber. Star Chamber. That's the one. Yeah. One. Uh, it was pretty much a last man standing race, so it, it, it's definitely not without a chance. I think around seven dollars. And the last race on the program, this one's for the mares. Uh, clear cut favourite here, my Harmony Blue, good beginner drawn four dollar forty. Yeah, and it's hard to see a scenario again where uh, Matt Craven doesn't go straight to the front on her. Um, Nomi Malone's probably good enough to um, to hold out the early uh, challenges if, if they do come out with Erico and Jilby Shania. And from there, My Harmony Blue, she's a horse who's run, I think, around 151 at Menangle at her, at her best. She's, you know, she's run around 153, I think, beaten last start. That time looks good enough um, against uh, back to Mare's MO class. I um, had a good look at this race and... I wonder if Major League's worth an each-way ticket for the punters at home. Um, she failed last start. She went around favourite at Menangle on Saturday night. She's not quite as good over the 2300 as she is the mile. Um, she failed there. She was second up. You know, I'll never put a line through a mare that puts in a poor run second up. Um, Kevin Pizzuto wouldn't bring her down if he wasn't somewhat confident with her. Um, you get $8 I, yeah. and $1.75. Is, is she good enough you, to sit in the breeze? Because, I mean, it does look like um, she'll be – Either in the breeze or going out, out back. We'll find out, but yeah. she, she's she's got a bit of ability, and mm. like I said, I don't think Kevin Pizzuto would bother carting her all the way down to Melbourne from Sydney if he wasn't confident. So. Okay, well, it's it's overall it is a good program, uh, and of course the the highlights being the Inter Dominion heats. Um, of course, having spoken to Jody Jamison, we'll we'll have some sort of a Jody Jamison special up on on sportsbet.com.au and uh, speaking of specials, there's, there's no shortage of Inter-Dominion specials up there, is there, Andrew? There's uh, there's plenty to choose from. So there's, there's an actual Inter-Dom hub that people can go to. If you just uh, uh, go to your uh, your mobile phone on the app and, and tap on Inter-Dom hub, uh, that'll take you straight to where all those uh, various bet betting specials yep. are and of course there's the uh, not only betting on the heats themselves and the outcome of those on night one but also the betting on the finals in the futures markets section. That's right. I mean, we've got our Inter-Dominion hub where a lot of our markets are in the megabit section so if you scroll uh, into megabits there's at least there's nine markets currently on site there. 
obviously with um, futures bets, outright bets, um, if you if you go to the futures section, there's plenty there. It's not just Inter Dominion. There's plenty of other markets. I think there's at least twenty on site. Um, you know, we've added more markets this week: Queensland Cup, um, WA Derby. There's there's a whole stack of markets. You know, we've got more markets than any other um, betting betting shop. So it's plenty there for the punters. All right, uh, time for race caller quotes, and uh, I might update the uh, the quotes votes. Leading on six is Chris Barsby, on five, Alan Hull, four, Mark McNamara, two apiece, Fred Hastings and Craig Rail, and then one vote, Craig Easy, Jim Jakes, Lachlan McIntosh, Dan Malecki, Aaron White. And uh, we might uh, uh, have a little listen to your nomination for this week, Matt. Yeah, we might do. Let's, um, we had a uh, we had an interesting occurrence last week at Rangiora. We had a um, a guest race caller call called Trial Number Eight. Oh, okay. Um, race caller I've never heard before. Uh, his name was Randy Jones the Third. Randy oh. Jones the Third. Have either of you guys heard of Randy Jones the Third? No, but he, he does sound American, so I'd be interested to hear. Yeah. Well. I can say that he's he's probably in my top couple of uh, favourite race callers now, Randy, and uh, we're about to find out why. Domination. Here we go. Then came Johnny Mack and one and a half to Chalet. Again, second last is Glenis the better, and Trailer Park Girl brings up the rear as they pace down towards uh, between the quarter and the half, whatever that is in American. The leader is by Newey Creek by a half a length. Global domination, trumping on the outside at any time, waits for the level head installation passing lane. Johnny Max and Echoway fourth, and Kiwis are flying. Fifth on the inside of Shillelagh. Then Pat's Dragon, Letter Kenny Boy, Trailer Park Girl, and last into the home stretch is Glenis the Better. Why Nui Creek about to turn for the stretch run. Leads in by a length over Global Domination. Anytime third, then Johnny Mack, but it's Why Nui Creek and the man they call the Turtle. Out by two, two and a half on any time. Global Domination. Look at the smoke coming off. Pat's Dragon roaring down the outside, but it's Why Nui Creek. Why Nui Creek. Oh, that's a, that was a bit of a highlight for the trials in New Zealand. Jeez, he's a man of many talents, isn't he? <laughs> so what was his name again? That's Randy Jones Randy, III. Randy Jones III. Or is, is Mac, Mark McNamara's alter ego, is it? Was that him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that him. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely no one called Randy Jones III calling in New Zealand. So well done, Mark yeah. McNamara. I think he's taking this competition seriously yeah. and moves on to five votes. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew? Um, yeah, I'm going to go out west this week because uh, I don't think we've given much love to uh, our callers out there. Um, and obviously they've had the Inter-Dominion for the last three series um, called well by Richard Bell. Um, and watching Gloucester Park last, just the other night, Tuesday night, it's always a highlight, um, especially when the uh, the band practice goes on at Trinity oh. College <laughs> <laughs> with the, the bagpipes playing in the background. I, I love the sounds coming out. Um, you know, while the race is happening, it's it's uh, it's very unique, and um, yeah, no, Richie Richie does a great job in calling um, over there. But also going to um, give a mention if I could, if we can give two votes. Oh, hang on, I'll just <laughs> we go. We'll check well, the rules. It's, uh, it's look, I'm staying in WA, so you know, I wanted to show to share. Um, Matt Young, Northam, uh, Saturday night. Um, I'm not sure uh, you guys. Uh, remember a few weeks ago, I think one of the Greyhound meetings uh, at Northam was was called off because there was a snake that couldn't be caught. Um, so obviously the race was abandoned, uh, the meeting abandoned. But uh, 
this week, Matt Young, in, in one of his calls at Northern, uh, there was a horse travelling behind the leader and uh, Matt Young uh, says, caught up like a death adder. Um, oh, <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Right, right uh, you know, obviously at Northern are the probably having, uh, you know, the going I, back I to the snake I have heard him trot that out a couple of times recently, in fact. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it sort of made sort of me think about the snake on the track and, and Northern. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was well, a good call. We're certainly all about encouraging our, uh, our race callers to uh, add that bit of colour into their calls. And uh, I, I think at the end of the year, just like a junior footy team, we, we probably need an encouragement award because I'm going to throw another bone in the way of Dan Malecki and push him up to two votes because I, I'm convinced Dan's listening and trying his best. Nita Bacardi, I'm a bourbon girl. The two alcoholic horses are going to fight it out. Uh, good on you, Dan, for trying. I'm a bourbon girl, ended up getting the money over Nita Bacardi, but uh, he's definitely making an effort and I think he should be yeah. getting the trophy at the end of the season for most determined or uh, something not, along those lines. I'm sure he's tuning into the podcast. <laughs> Hello, Dan. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, but uh, first of all, uh, our best bets. Oof, um, <laughs> may have caught me on the hop here. Um, um, and what we did last week, whilst yep. you're uh, looking to isolate one, yep. uh, as is usually the case, we'll come up with one each and only two of the three have to win. If all three win, well and good, but... Uh, Last week, I seem to recall asking if Matt's horse at Geraldine would be, uh, <laughs> if that meeting was being covered. Well, they did start the meeting. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I still haven't watched the race, courtesy <laughs> of, of the lack of footage provided over here. But um, So given that, what we did was we just refunded everyone's yeah, money, yeah, even it, though it was a... a you know, a losing bet. Well, and that's the second yeah. time we've refunded we're, money. Exactly. And, and what Aren't are, we generous? We are. Well, because a lot of these have won as well, so they're worth following. <laughs> Almost either back a winner or you get your money back. For the record, <laughs> I have watched that he, uh, he galloped on the on the home turn. Doesn't, uh, doesn't appreciate the mm. slush. But it was, I mean, in fairness, I mean, they're racing on a grass track, a wet Wet track and and it was a walk up start. Oh, as well. oh that's that's where on, I find not, all so my best. Gonna, I mean, hang on, we're not going to sit here and pot the New Zealand product. <laughs> well, we no, we're it, just potting the tips. We, we got rid of walk ups here a while ago, I think, didn't we? Well, mate, we might need to go back to them. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> some people got a problem with stands, but you know, walk ups are definitely. Well, uh, it only took them one go to do it, so it just mm. shows you if you do it right, it can be done. Right, maybe they can. Maybe it's the quality of the starters we need to look at. Okay. We won't uh, go too deep in right. no. Best no. bets. Um, should I find one to, to well, lead no, us off? Well, no, I can kick us off because right, um, I always like getting in uh, nice and early and higher than an eagle in the first at Melton, just, you know, straight to the front and should be winning. So, All right. Well, uh, we'll bookend that program and I'll go my Harmony Blue in the last race, nine number four. All right. And I'm off to Breakfast Creek, the Breakfast Creek <laughs> Albion Park on the famous creek on Saturday night, race number seven. You know what I'm going to tip? Uh, so that's the, the Big with Johnny Sprint. Um, no, gives gives the horse. You know, you know, um, it's Mac Alert. Mac Alert. You know, yep. Mac Alert. I think it'll go to the front rocket. It's got good gate speed. Um, I think it can can spear to the marker line. Stable mates drawn one. Gate speed, a little bit of gate speed drawn two. Horse does a tender hand up. Um, around about six to four. Ooh, Make a good thing okay, of it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm it's six to four now. I'm, I'm going into this uh, this week's uh, Inter's podcast mega bet with a bit of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, sure. sounds good. I think there, we'll get this one. We think we're, we're all straight to the front winning. Mm. So, yeah. so hopefully, you know, only one of them might come undone, if, if any at all. Mm. Exactly. All right. well, 
until next week, uh, oh, gee, we'll be able to uh, have seen two nights of Inter-Dominion racing yep. and talk about the final night of heats leading into the final. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have all the, the points updated and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about who, who we think will make the final. Until then. Good luck and good night.